Hello again. This is Series 10 of Satisfied. The Series 10 podcast enhanced the Heartbreak to Hope Bible study covering the Gospel of Mark in the New Testament. I'm Melanie Newton, just an everyday kind of woman who loves the Lord and His Word. In the last podcast, we looked at how and why we can treasure Jesus Christ as God's gift to us. Today's podcast will cover Lesson 8 of the Heartbreak to Hope Bible Study. We will learn why our God is a God we can know and love. One of the teachers of the law came to Jesus. Remember, they were like today's lawyers or seminary professors. They were experts in the Jewish law and taught it to others. This man listened to Jesus and decided to ask him this question. Of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus' answer was simply this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Then Jesus added, love your neighbor as yourself, which is a natural outgrowth of loving God. The lawyer agreed with Jesus that loving God with all your heart, all your understanding, and all your strength is priority in your life, more pleasing to God than any good works you could do. Jesus told him that he was not far from the kingdom of God. Why is that? Well, it's because the lawyer showed he had faith. Most of the religious leaders had degenerated from a personal relationship with God to outward practice of religion without heart. God wants your heart, the seat of your affections. This man had a heart that wanted to know God and believe truth about the God that he could know. We call that theology. Theology is simply what you believe about God. Ready for this? All women are theologians. Yep. If you are a woman, you are a theologian. Whether we want to call ourselves that or not, we are the theologians in our spheres of influence. And it matters if we are good ones or not. It matters what we know about God. It matters what we think about God. It matters what we relate about God by words or actions to those around us. I read this recently. Your life is your billboard, and every day you can choose the message to display. You have influence. So understanding the truth about God and being able to communicate that truth in casual conversation and serious discussion is one of your greatest assets for any relationship. You can use it for the good of your friends, spouse, children, workmates, and church groups. You can use your theology to give them strength or drag them down. It's sobering to realize that someone else has helped or hurt depending on the state of my theology. Where do we learn our theology? We learn theology like we learn most anything else in life. Prepare by instruction, learn by experience. Prepare by instruction means studying the truths about God in the Bible. Learn by experience means to trust in what you have learned about God as you live out your life. In fact, apart from experience, theology is dull and detached. It's as we study the truth about God in the Bible, then trust Him as we live our lives, that we learn true theology. You and I can face any impossible situation if we are prepared by instruction about God and teachable to learn through experience with God. 
But the first step is knowing the truth about God. He is the God you can know. We can know the truth about God by what are called His attributes. We don't use that word very often, but we should know what it means. An attribute is a quality or characteristic of someone or something. For a person, an attribute is something generally true about that person. If someone says that you are always kind, that's an attribute of you. If someone says that you are always patient, that's an attribute of you. Attributes describe someone so that we can know more about him or her. The attributes of God are things we can know about God. They describe his character and are true about him all the time. God's greatness is far beyond human understanding. But God has revealed enough about himself in his word so we can know who he is. And the picture we get from the scriptures reveals an awesome God. By knowing who he is, we can know him better. And by knowing him better, we can learn to trust him with our lives. He is truly the God you can know. God's attributes reveal his character. So let's consider a few of the attributes of God and how each one affects your view of God and your relationship with him. Let's start with God's sovereignty. God is the sovereign ruler over his creation. He rules it with supreme authority and power. 2 Samuel chapter 7 says, How great are you, O sovereign Lord! There is no one like you, and there is no God but you, as we have heard with our own ears. Are you willing to recognize God's authority over you, to trust that he knows what is best for you? What about this one? God's holiness. That is repeated so much in the Bible. When we say that God is holy, that means God is set apart from anything that is sinful or evil. Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 13 says this, Your eyes, God, are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. How does that make you feel that God can be trusted to always do what is good and right? Here are three more I call the three omnis. God's omnipresence, omnipotence, and omniscience. David puts them together in Psalm 139, verses 5 and 6, in such a way that we can understand them. This is what he says. You, God, are all around me, behind me, and in front of me. You hold me in your power. I'm amazed at how well you know me. It's more than I can understand. You are all around me, behind me, and in front of me. That's God's omnipresence. That means God is present everywhere at the same time. How does that make you feel that you can't go to any place where God is not with you or cannot hear your prayer to Him? The phrase, you hold me in your power, that's God's omnipotence. That means He is all-powerful. God is more powerful than anything or anyone else in the entire universe. Yet he directs it toward our good and is gentle enough to hold us in his hands. Do you feel confident that you can ask him to work in your life and he will do it? David said, I'm amazed at how well you know me. It's more than I can understand. That's God's omniscience. God is all-knowing. 
If God knows everything there is to know, does anything good or bad in your life escape God's notice or does it surprise Him? Here's another attribute of God we hear about all the time, God's love. God's love is patient, kind, forgiving, and considers what is best for the one being loved. Psalm 103 verse 8 says this, The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. How does knowing this make you feel as you share your heart with Him? Then there's God's goodness. God is good all the time. He is good in the tough times, in different ways for each person, and in what He allows or does not allow into our lives. Psalm 119 verse 68 says, You, God, are good, and what you do is good. As you talk to your Heavenly Father, are you willing to trust His goodness in the way He chooses to answer your prayer? Those are just a few of His many attributes. Our Father God is truly a God you can know and a God you can love because He is trustworthy of your love. Trust or faith is always an issue of credibility. It is hard to trust God if you don't know Him. The more you know Him, the easier it is to trust Him. You don't have more faith by talking about faith. Getting to know the object of your faith, your God, increases your confidence in Him. Knowing God's character plus His promises gives you plenty of reasons to consider Him trustworthy. The Bible describes that confidence as having your feet firmly planted on solid rock with God as your rock. He is a trustworthy God. Our God is also a trustworthy Father. Jesus continually taught His disciples to consider God as their Father. He taught them to pray to their Father God, whom they could trust. This God is your Father God too. The moment you placed your trust in Jesus Christ for your salvation, you were adopted into God's family as His child. He is the perfect Father, the most loving Father, the most dependable Father, and the Father who cares about your every need. Dear listener, I know that some of you didn't have a good earthly father, so your concept of a father might be pretty scary. God knows that, but He wants you to know that you are dearly loved by your Father God. Dearly loved. Think of the best father in any movie or TV show. Who comes to mind? God is even better than that father, and He wants you to know His character, those attributes that help you to know Him well, love Him wholeheartedly, and gain the confidence to trust Him as your Father God. With that theology, what we're learning in the Gospel of Mark is that knowing the truth about God leads to following Jesus, His Son. As a kid, I always liked the television show called Zorro. Zorro was a masked warrior who fought evil and defended good. He would use his sword to leave engraved Z's on walls and objects to declare his presence and strength. Well, God places Z's in our paths that say, here I am, look at me, come to me. What Jesus did and said in his earthly life was an unmistakable Z to the people of Jesus' day. How could you ever ignore such a demonstration of God through all those miracles? But the people did, and people still do today. 
What was the single most important event in human history? The cross followed by the resurrection. A gigantic Z. God demonstrated his power over our greatest enemy, sin, and its consequence, death. God demonstrated his love in that he did this while we were still his enemies. God demonstrated his justice in a sinless Jesus who became sin for us and took that penalty for sin that we deserved, death. God demonstrated his grace in that he offered this payment for our sin so that we might be declared righteous, perfectly acceptable to him by faith. Our responsibility is to accept his plan. There's only one way to the true God, by faith in His Son, Jesus Christ. That's His plan. As I've said before, Christianity is Christ. It's not a lifestyle or rules of conduct. It's not a society whose members were initiated by the sprinkling or covering of water. We are called first and foremost to a relationship with a person, Jesus Christ. I heard Bible teacher Rebecca Carroll say this, God's plan for your life is simple. Follow His Son. But you won't follow someone you don't trust. You can't trust someone you don't know, and you cannot know Christ apart from His Word. That's why we study the Bible. We have not physically beheld the risen Christ as the apostles did. We must see Him through eyes of faith and allow the Gospels to leap off the page revealing our Lord. And Jesus isn't just in the Gospels. When you read the book of Acts, you can see repeatedly how intricately Jesus was involved in everyone's lives, even after He ascended to heaven. Jesus invites every man, woman, and child into a close relationship with Himself as brothers, sisters, and friends, just like He invited those who knew Him 2,000 years ago. And as you respond to His invitation to know Him and believe in Him, you discover that Jesus Christ is the ultimate grace gift to you and to me. And through seeing Jesus in the pages of the Gospels, we get to see who God is because Jesus has the attributes of God, the very same ones. Our theology about God is sharpened as we know more about Jesus. Women need good theology so we don't get caught sitting on the fence like some of the people of Jesus' day did. And if we have good theology about our God, then we won't do harm when family and friends depend on us for counsel. We need good theology to train our children rightly about God, giving them the best information to make their own decision about the God we know and serve. The God who sacrificed His own Son so that we might be saved is a God we can truly know through our faith in His Son, and you can love Him wholeheartedly. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with hope, healing, and love as you get to know Him and trust Him more each day. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, and this is Series 10 of Satisfied.